Hello and welcome back to the fifth installment of the Spoken Word episodes for Murder, She Wrote. I'm Angela Lansbury. Wait, that, that doesn't seem right. Oh, I know why. I know why. Because this is the fifth installment of Greetings from South Philadelphia. And as always, I am your A-list host, Hollywood Clark. With me as usual is my always quiet for some reason producer, Charlie. It's funny because before we go live, he just talks and talks and talks. And boom, as soon as those red light hits, nothing. It's like he's a fictional character or something. Wouldn't that be funny, Charlie? No? Nothing? Still crickets. Okay, moving on. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? Did we eat enough? Did we argue plenty with our families? Did we hide in the basement the whole time watching football? (laughs) I know I did. It's funny. Earlier, Charlie was telling me that they had a boiled goose for Thanksgiving. See, I thought that was something only meant for kings and high priests to eat, not us common folk. Which got me thinking, what's some weird dishes people serve during the holidays? Like to me, mac and cheese is weird to serve because I liken it to a a child's food or a side when I eat a Cracker Barrel. And Cracker Barrel, if you're listening... We are big fans of the barrel in this household. We love the biscuits. We love the mac, as I said. We love the chicken. Oh, and we love the fried apples. And I can't tell y'all how much stuff we bought, not only as gifts, but also for our house from their gift shop. Now, if the Cracker Barrel wants to say, throw a few gift cards my way, I can be reached at anchor.fm forward slash Hollywood 29. And you... Lovely people can also reach me on there as well and tell me how wonderful I am. I get those messages almost daily from you, the listener, from literally all over the world. Most I can't read because they're not in English. But from what I can gather from loose translations given to me near the trash cans outside of a Wawa by a dare I say nomadic or unsettling to look at gentlemen who started a conversation by yelling, hey, you. Ain't you that guy? No, sir. No, I'm not. Turns out the drifting vagrant was a former community college professor who happened to be standing on the wrong sides of the cancel culture tracks. Who, back in 1992, made a small but shockingly and wildly inappropriate joke about Judith Light's character on Who's the Boss? Fast forward 30 years and this broken down shell of a man is still coming to terms with the fact that Angelo truly was the boss all along. Let me try and navigate us back on track here, like the captain of a riverboat gambling trip who had one too many wine spritzers and led us out into the high seas of the Atlantic Ocean. Back to talking about how you out there, the listener, wherever you are in this crazy world, can't seem to get enough in my advice columns. I get it. Whether it's Dear Matt or Hey Hollywood, I get flooded with emails each week asking for advice. And this week... I picked one that asked, hey, Hollywood, what do you say to someone who says to you that you need to lose weight? Look, I get it. It's rough for many people. And I also get that we live in the fattest nation in the world. We can't all be chiseled out of stone in the likeness of the gods themselves, such as moi. But I could definitely help you get those fat shamers off your back for a little while. So use these following responses when someone makes mention of your extra jolliness. Usually the best response is, so do you. Because let's face it, 
If you're fat, your friends are probably fat. Another good one is I'm pregnant. You're not, but your asshole friends don't need to know that right now. I don't want to leave out the guys because our friends can be just as brutal. The next time your buddy makes mention of you spilling out of your beaten up high school football jersey, say to him, I may be fat now, but you'll always be the guy who hooked an easy 32-yard field goal left in the 2011 AFC Championship game. Remind that body shamer that they were the ones that blew the Ravens' chance at overtime and a shot at the Super Bowl. And finally, my last response to those fat callers is, yes, mother. And that was my Hey Hollywood segment. Turning to the news, not fun or exciting anymore. Was it really ever? I don't think it was. You never hear stories about puppies making friends with kittens or bakers making gigantic cookies. Ooh, that'd be delicious. Now, it's only about the leaders in place who are failing us left and well left. And nothing seems to shock me anymore until I read this. NASA delays spacewalk after it starts snowing in outer space. Yes, you heard that right. NASA announced Wednesday it had delayed a spacewalk after heavy snow began to fall in outer space. NASA Administrator Professor Beekman, known for his science documentaries back in the 90s, Beekman's World, stated, Unfortunately, a front has moved into our solar system, causing a severe blizzard that forced us to postpone this morning's scheduled spacewalk. Professor Beekman noted that four to five feet of snow had accumulated across much of the galaxy and that it was quite blistery out there, making it too difficult for astronauts to replace a malfunctioning antenna on the International Space Station. Professor Beekman went on to say, once the weather clears up, we'll send our crew on a spacewalk with shovels and a bag of rock salt, and we'll make sure to remind them to scrape off the windshield of their return spacecraft. In the meantime, We've ordered them to cozy up and build a fire inside the International Space Station. Let's all hope these true American heroes make it home safely. I know how scary snow and icy conditions can be just a drive-in. I can only imagine how scary it must be for them to navigate a spacecraft through. Another story making its round today was Rob Manfred confirmed that Pete Rose's remains ineligible from DraftKings official MLB Hall of Fame at Cooperstown. Declaring that the former player would continue to be punished for tarnishing the game of baseball by gambling, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred confirmed the reporters Thursday that Pete Rose remains ineligible for election to the DraftKings official MLB Hall of Fame at Cooperstown. Being part of the DraftKings MLB family, and in particular enshrinement in the Hall's Fan duel circle of greatness. Our privileges we refuse to extend to those who would stoop so low to bet on the game of baseball. Manfred added that the lifetime ban on the all-time hits leader for gambling also applied to appearances at any Bally Sports-sponsored MLB playoff games, as well as the Fox Sports betting app All-Star Game. Manfred stated, this man did something unforgivable. The DraftKings official MLB Hall of Fame is a sacred institution reserved for those who honor the game of baseball during and after their careers. And we wouldn't besmirch its integrity by adding Pete Rose, not even via the BetMGM Veterans Committee. A hall is open 
only those who play the game with fairness or those who use the code REDSWIN during the nomination process. We'll set the over-under on him ever being enshrined in the halls at 500 to 1 odds. So get your prop bets in with the Scores official betting app now. Manfred also defended the current informal disbarment from the Hall of Fame of players associated with steroids like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, saying that athletes who use drugs to gain an edge didn't deserve a place in Cooperstown hallowed HGH halls. Look, as a fan of Charlie Hustle, it's sad to see him not get in, but as a purist of the game of baseball, I respect that MLB and DraftKings continue to preserve the sanctity of the game. Someone has to continue to show these cheaters that even though you might have played in an era where we all turned a blind eye to what was going on, you foolishly got caught and made us to have to acknowledge the indiscretions and make you a scapegoat and force us to return baseball back to its most boring of times. So, Charlie, did you go see the new Ghostbusters movie? We went opening weekend, and uh, I'm going to give the most honest review I can. You ready? I really enjoyed it. It was a million times better than 2016. Not that I didn't enjoy the people in the 2016 movie, but let's make that clear before people start saying I didn't like it because it was an all-female cast. I just thought 2016 was horribly written, and the story made zero sense. The 2016 Ghostbusters movie was a slapstick embarrassment to the Ghostbusters franchise. The original Ghostbusters movies were not slapstick. It was playing it straight with subtle, drier comedy sprinkled throughout. Now, this new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie was a breath of new life shot into the soul of the franchise. Spoiler alerts ahead. The movie centered around Egon Spangler's daughter and grandkids. As we know, Harold Ramis passed away, unfortunately, in 2014. So it was nice to see him included in the film in some way. Now, having his ghosts later in the movie might have been a touch too much, even though it was a watershed moment for most. I love that all the original cast made an appearance at some point, picking up right where their characters left off. It was definitely a major callback to the first movie, with little touches of Ghostbusters 2 mixed in. This movie was very good even though the critics will like you to think otherwise. In fact, I couldn't find one good review from a critic. Well, I couldn't find one bad review from someone who actually saw the movie. And if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience is giving a 95%, which is like 30 plus points higher than Ghostbusters 2. This movie mainly centered around Dr. Spangler's grandchildren, as they start to learn about who he is and what he once was as well as how he was killed trying to prevent the end of the world. It was great to see the old Ecto-1 and similar ghosts from the first movie. I don't want to give too much away from the film, but it definitely leaves the door open for more films to be made. And all in all, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor this holiday season and go check it out. Before we go any further, we should thank our sponsors. After long hours and hard days of battling ghosts with that heavy proton pack strapped to your back, you're probably in need of a little PT. And the gang over at Kinetic Physical Therapy in Downingtown, PA, have just the right tools and know-how to get you saying, Bustin' makes me feel good in no time. So call Kinetic Physical Therapy in Downingtown, PA, or go online to find a location nearest you. 
We are also brought to you by My i95 Radio. You can find My i95 Radio either on your PC or go on the iTunes app. My i95 Radio has five stations to choose from. So no matter what your taste of music for the day is, you will find it there. This Christmas season, the folks over at Amazon are offering new blank box upcharges for progressive members to discreetly receive their prime orders. Yes, the left-wing coddlers strike again. In an effort to help socially conscious subscribers avoid judgment of their peers, Amazon reportedly began offering a new blank box upcharge Tuesday for progressive members to discreetly receive their prime orders. Charging just $3 extra per shipment, Amazon users who are outwardly critical of shopping at big American corporations can have their packages delivered in a blank cardboard box without any logos or branding so they never get called out for being a hypocrite. An Amazon spokesperson explained that the packages would be delivered by a plainclothes employee in a nondescriptive white van so as to avoid drawing any suspicion. The spokesperson went on to say, Our new concealment services are perfect for any activist type who has publicly condemns our unethical business practices, yet sometimes needs to order some disposable razors on a two-day turnaround. Amazon has already begun rolling out this service in liberal hubs such as Portland, Berkeley, and New York, and will be expanding to other cities in the coming days as they prepare for a busy holiday season. Can't even say Christmas, can they? The press release also explained that for an extra $2, each package could be branded with the logo of a struggling nonprofit bookstore that helps disenfranchised communities or a local farming co-op. Folks, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of giving passes to these left-wing nutballs. We need to come together as a community and put a stop to this mess. None of this is bringing us closer as a nation. It is only dividing us. It is tearing friendships and family apart. Look, I get it if you don't want to shop big business. I, too, am a fan of shop local. But to go out of your way to hide who you are is just plain silly. Like, if you're a liberal, it's okay to buy from big bulk stores. What's not okay is to try and force your ideas on the rest of us about how those Big companies are ruining America. Because I will tell you one thing. We need more American companies, not less. We need to bring jobs back to this country. And the best way to do that is end our dependency on China. So make it a point this Christmas season to do the opposite of what the White House wants. And that's spend your money overseas. Actually build back America the right way. And that's by spending that hard-earned money on American products. It's time to lighten the mood and talk some fantasy football and to make my picks for this upcoming weekend. I also like to mention I am 8-4 and four going in this weekend. And after this past Thursday game, it's not looking for good for my team. But it's fine. It's only fantasy. Fantasy. Last time I did the picks was for week 11, and I went 2-2. Two and two which brings my season total to five and three. So let's get right to it. I'm going out on a limb here and saying Tampa over Atlanta. It's not all bad. I still feel Cordell or Patterson is a must start. He has been all year. And until he proves us otherwise, put him in. I had the Eagles getting back on track after a horrible 
lost to the Giants, and they beat the Jets. Boston Scott should be a nice flex here. I think Washington keeps pace and Antonio runs wild, Hulkamania style, all over Vegas. And for my final pick, I have Buffalo over New England. New England has been a huge surprise this year, and they're shooing to win at least 10 games. You know, I get messages all the time asking for me to do basketball or hockey reviews, and I probably will, as well as give AEW wrestling recaps once the football season is over, though. All we have is just another two months of football. So, folks, enjoy it while it lasts. Well, that's our show. Check us out on Spotify and Anchor and hit that follow and like button. Thanks to our sponsors, Kinetic Physical Therapy and My I-95 Radio. And don't forget to get me your underdog stories before it's too late. You surely don't want to miss out on that sweet Chili's 2 gift cards. And go birds! Thank you.